Hey guys, welcome back to Encourage Life. I'm here with my lovely wife, Justine. Hello. And we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to our heart today that we're really excited about. And that is? Well, I don't know how to (laughs) describe it. Do we have like a one line thing? Uh, I mean, just family. (laughs) No, it's more than that, but it's, it's going to talk about family quite a bit. Um, Yeah. Uh, one-liner. Well, I guess just the idea of like, do we look at our kids as a burden or a blessing in our lives? Right? Yeah, there's the one-liner. <laughs> our children are a blessing, not a burden. Um, and I think a lot of people know that or like they know, like Christians know that that's in our Bible that it says that children are a blessing of the Lord. They, um, there's a verse that says they are, um, a crown or something. And it talks about, um, how, a quiver, f- uh, what? Yeah. You're stealing my thunder. Oh, <laughs> he was shaking his head at me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, apparently we prepped this together, <laughs> but we're on the same I page. Think like we, we know all these things, but if we really look at our lives and our attitudes and just like our day to day or hour to hour, how we're acting, um, the way that we've set up our life and our family maybe is leaning more towards them being a burden rather than a blessing. And we have fallen into this, um, the mindset of like that they're a burden a lot um, and so we've been trying That's, to yeah. work hard at shifting that to like, no, children are such a blessing from the Lord. Um, and it even says that they're God's greatest blessing. Yeah. Well, let's take a step back and let's look at it culturally. Yeah. Cause I think like what we are is a product of the culture that we live in. Yeah, totally. And so when you look at the way that things are set up today in society, they're really not geared towards children. They're not geared towards families. Um, you know, there was a, um, our, our, our mentors mentioned an article, uh, in the Atlantis about like, where Atlantic. did it all Atlantic? Yeah. Atlantis. <laughs> that's like the hidden, like city under the ocean or whatever. Yeah. That's not what I was talking about. Um, the, uh, article had to do with like, where did all the kids go? And so it was like just discussing how cities were becoming more and more childless and, um, because families just can't raise their kids in cities the way that, yeah. that they well, used to. Well, they're not like just, structured for a yeah, family. It's not, it's not geared towards it. And, yeah. um, but that's just a direct indication and a result of like where our culture is going in regards to family. And it's such a, like the value we hold. Yeah, it's well and it's it goes even deeper than that and it's it's rooted in individualism and it's this move away from like uh from community and fellowship to individuality and and so I had heard recently there's this idea um and I think it was Bruce Molina who kind of defined this but it was a strong group society versus a weak group society and uh, I'm just going to define these for you really quick so that we can kind of shape 
this thought process, but a strong group society is a society where the person perceives him or herself to be a member of the group responsible to the group for his or her actions, destiny, career development, and life in general. The individual is embedded in the group and free to do whatever he or she feels right and necessary only if in accord with group norms and only if the action is in the group's best interest. The group has priority over the individual member. Um, and this is basically like all cultures across the world, except for like late modern Europeans, like Do Western you Americans. That, like in just like the the group or the community is yeah. more important than the individual. Gotcha. Um, and so you look at any society um, earlier than a hundred years ago. Um, across the world, most all of them were strong group societies. Jesus grew up in a strong group society. He advocated for a strong group society. The church, you mean like community over individual. Yeah, community over individual. The church is an is an example of you know a strong group society. Like um, who was it? John Mark Comer who mentioned like you could take this type of concept and you could replace this with the word church, and it would kind of define the way that you know, scripture outlines for us to live. How we're supposed to do yeah. church, yeah. But then there's the weak group society, which is where the individual has priority over the group. This is basically where we just assume that our desires, preferences, autonomy, self-determination, happiness, or whatever is more important than whatever group we identify with. So when we run into an experience where something presses up against what I want and my happiness and my autonomy and all of that, then I bail. Right, and we see this with yeah. small groups in the church, but um, today's topic is is kids, and what what we see happen is I'm this individual. I have these desires and these dreams, and my parents raised me so that I could go out and you know um, be a lawyer or do these things or pursue this calling. Mm-hmm. And kids fall to the wayside because they're actually a burden that steps in the way of me getting to what I want or what I feel. I'm called to do. Whereas kind of the framework that we live under and have been taught is that children are actually a part of the family that is on that mission together. Like if, if I'm called to do something, you're called to it as well Mm -hmm. as my wife and so are my kids. And we do this as a family. Yeah. Um, and so, and they can be a part of that in really practical ways sometimes. Totally. Um, but yeah, that so that's the framework for this conversation is that we live in such an individual-driven culture that it's all about me so that when it comes time to have the discussion about do we have kids or do we have more kids or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it usually comes down to how does it impact what we're pursuing and how does that impact our life yeah. individually. Um, but uh, Justine already stole my thunder earlier about the... <laughs> The Bible verse, but this is one that we've been thinking about a lot um, and really just kind of, um, really, when did you start, you read this, what, a year and some change ago and you brought it up to me? Yeah. Um, Yeah, maybe less than that, maybe like six months ago or so, but yeah, I just like wanted to search the Bible for what it said about children and like how much of a blessing they are. Um, Cause yeah, I think that it oftentimes is like you were saying, they're just kind of like pushed to the wayside and even to the point of like, we will hire someone to take care of our kids 
so that we can go get other stuff done rather than hiring someone to help us get the other stuff done or go do the other stuff for us, whether it's grab groceries or drop off dry cleaning or whatever the, you know, little weekly errands are. Instead of watching the kids. Yeah. And so, yeah, just that shift of like, no, these are the most important. Um, God has said so. Um, And so like, are we actually structuring our lives and even ultimately like, not ultimately, but also our churches, our our homes, our workspaces in a way that is like, no, we value children. We want children to be a part of the, like, what's going on here. Yeah. Well, and guys, this is like so such a bigger conversation too, right? Like, um, because we actually have a problem where... Like we're not, we're actually not having enough kids right now. The population yeah. is declining. Um, we're not at the same growth trajectory. We would need every person to have, an, on average, I think, two point one children in order to maintain our population. To give birth to two point one children in order to maintain what we have, which means every family needs to have three kids if our population is going to keep growing Mm -hmm. and has to have at least two just to replace what we have. So, you know, we're actually headed in a decline right now. Um, So this individual culture is actually kind of changing even, and there's also all sorts of economy studies too, that, um, you know, we've heard about that kind of point to actually how this is having a negative impact on the economy and, and will continue to. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. And so, and, and I can actually link to um, that conversation in the show notes. But um, let, let me read this this section of scripture. It's five verses, it's really short, so bear with me. I know kind of listening to scripture on a podcast probably sometimes is harder, but I think this is really key because this is the one that we've been thinking about for a long time. What verses is it? This is uh, Psalm 127. Um, It's the whole psalm, but it's five verses. So, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to bed and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. And there's an exclamation point right there in scripture. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So you see. Can I say something really quick? Sorry. (laughs) When I was, when I read that verse, do you remember I looked up like how many arrows are in a quiver or were in a quiver in Bible and it was like 20 and I was like, oh gosh. Oh, I think it was eight. No. Are you sure? I mean, yeah, you can look it up, but I want to say like, cause I, uh, I think back then it was more because they only had like they yeah. didn't have guns or, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, so I was like, oh, gosh, is that how many kids we're supposed to have? Pop them out. <laughs> Let's line them up. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I love this whole uh, 
this whole psalm, it's five, and it, and it kind of transitions from like doing things in vain. And what I love and, and why I think this is so powerful, and, and you guys can read this for yourself and really do kind of a study on it, but you've got uh, two verses that essentially address what our challenge is as an individualistic culture now. And this was written mm. yeah. 2,500 years ago or whenever it was, right? And it says, unless the Lord builds the house, you're building it in vain. Like you're you're getting up early, you're going to bed late, you're eating the bread of your anxious toil. Like our lives are riddled with this. We're just chasing things. And we've done this a lot in our life too. Like we're just mm-hmm. pursuing these things endlessly Hey, stop, behold, children are a heritage. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't, I kind of interrupted you. That's right. But I was just going to say like that was part of the reason of just taking the sabbatical time that we're taking. Yeah. Of like, let's just stop and rest and reflect and like just, yeah, rest in God's goodness and what he has done and um not just move on to the next thing without really just being giving thanks and being grateful for where we are, where we've come from, what we've come through, what, how God's provided all along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and then I think, you know, like we, we struggle with, you know, all of, um, this stuff with children, but you know, the first mention of family is be fruitful, multiply, fill and subdue the earth. Yeah. And like if, uh, and, and guys, the, the first time something's mentioned in scripture is, is usually like the root of it. Like there's kind of the law of first mention where if you are interested in any topic that shows up in scripture, go back to the first time that God delivered it to us. And then, that will give you probably the most raw or basic understanding of what the original intent of that kind of thought was. So when God created family, the first thing he said is like, this is how we're going to subdue the earth. This is how we're going to fill and multiply and be fruitful. And the mission of God is going to take place through the family primarily as the nucleus of everything, right? Um, If you don't have families, you don't have churches, if you don't have families, totally. you can't populate the earth. You can't you can't actually do any of the work of God mm-hmm. without creating more Jesus followers. Yeah. And totally. so um I just think that it's just a bigger conversation than what we have time for today. But we wanted to raise the topic and really just yeah. kind of I don't know, well, what, what I do think you think about well, just when you were reading that verse, I was thinking about well, like being fruitful. What does fruit look like? you know, tastes like, like it's sweet, it's juicy, it's, um, bright and beautiful. And Mm -hmm. so like, is our family, are we looking at our children in this way of like, they're beautiful, like it's enjoyable to be with them, to, um, be around them. It's what was the other things that I said? Colorful. (laughs) It's definitely colorful. (laughs) Yeah. Having kids and, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just resting in like, and just reminding, always reminding ourselves of like, they are a joy from the Lord. They are a blessing from the Lord. 
And am I recognizing that in the everyday? And that's not to say that it's not hard. It's hard and it takes work um, and intentionality. And there are days where we're just like, what is going on? (laughs) But there's so much beauty and joy in it too. And um, even our, I don't think I told you this. I think I was telling somebody else this, but um, I was talking to our chiropractor, they have seven kids between them. And he was saying, I said something like, how did you know how many kids you wanted? And that this is a different topic that we're still kind of wrestling with. But he said like, well, we just, after our third decided, like, we're just going to trust God to like give us however many he wants to give us and not like try to control that area. And so they just, you know, stopped trying to control that area. So they have seven kids and he actually was telling me, he said it's their oldest is, or their youngest, I mean, is four, I think. And he was saying, it's actually kind of a bummer that we haven't gotten pregnant again because with each child, there's been such a blessing that has come into our family. And that was just such an, like, it was so simple, but such an encouragement to me, um, of like, yeah, they are such a blessing and looking for those blessings in the everyday. Cause I think it can be easy to focus on like, wow, they're in a hard stage or like they're saying they're like being pretty defiant a lot of times, or we're just having to really train hard on this one area and really like hammer it in every day. But, um, rather than focusing on the hard, not to say that there's not hard or not to like diminish the hard. I think it's good to recognize the hard and bring that to the feet of Jesus, but also to say like, wow, there's so much joy. Like they just make me laugh so hard Mm -hmm. and, um, they just do the funniest things or they have the sweetest relationship and, and like focusing on those so that when there are the hard times, you can like remember, no, they are such a blessing. They are such a gift to our family and all of the attributes that we enjoy. We, you know, kind of focus on those when, um, we're going through like the hard times or whatever. So I don't know. That was just an encouragement to me when he said that that like, no, they are such a blessing. And just like a reminder too, I think it's good to have people in our lives that remind us like that they're a blessing, maybe people even that are older. And so their kids are out of the, cause I feel like a lot of people tell us, you know, the toddler baby toddler stage is like, you're just kind of in the thick of it. And so having mm-hmm. people that are, whether it's parents that are encouraging you of like, you know, it's hard right now, but it's such a blessing and you're doing awesome. Or even, um, people that have kids that are a little bit older of just having somebody in your life that's encouraging you, um, to say, stick with it. Like it's so it's worth it. They are Mm -hmm. an amazing blessing to our family and to our lives. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts? I do. Yeah. I feel like I'm rambling. (laughs) No, it's good. It's, I think just one last thing before we shut it down. is just like fathers, guys, dads, if you're not, uh, if you're not dads, husbands, whatever, um, we're wired to pursue and to accomplish and to go after things. And I think 
oftentimes we find our outlet for that either at work or, you know, as the assistant t-ball coach on our kids team or, you know, whatever it is. And oftentimes we find an outlet for um, something that's supposed to be happening inside the house. And I think where mind mindset shifted thanks to our mentors is like when you realize that I'm gifted and I'm designed to train and equip people. Every man is, I wholeheartedly believe this. Um, some of us are, you know, better in some ways and worse in others, but we all have some variation of skills to be able to develop and lead and to equip people. And when we realize that it's okay to do that with our kids and it's okay for us to train and to be really intentional, one of the things I think we've said on here before that, and we can unpack this in another episode, but it's like you train and equip your kids to pee and poop in the toilet and you go through all this process and you have positive reinforcement and you use chocolate chips and whatever it is, and then you stop. And that's the last time that you train your kids to do anything in most parenting cases, whereas if you could just take that concept and that process and extend it out to so many other things, um, you know, our kids are still learning so much. They're so young and we are not like the best parents in the world. We don't have it all figured out, but I was blown away three weeks in a row. Now they've sat through church service, um, to some extent, my one and a half year old was in my arms for, for part of it, but they were in the service the entire time quiet and like, um, that's only thanks to our mentors helping us understand how to approach this with our kids. And it's given me an outlet to, um, to do a better job, um, at kind of exercising those things in the home rather than the kids being a burden and taking me away from exercising that somewhere else. The kids are now the focal point of that, which I think is a huge shift for dads. And once yeah. dads are on board, then it actually takes the burden off of mom's. And it shifts. So like I I now have ownership in the kids. Justine has some reprieve from Mm -hmm. being like a hundred percent of the parenting. And then all of a sudden we're both like, yeah, we could do another kid. Totally. Yeah. Let's knock it out. We're doing it together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we wanted to keep it short. We'll dive into this more. If you guys have questions, uh, hit us up on social. We would love to answer them. We'd love to continue this conversation there. And, and if there's things that we can do more conversation on podcast about in regards to this topic, great. Um, otherwise, we've got some cool things planned for you guys over the next several weeks. And we're thankful that you listened to us. Yep. Have a good day. Alrighty. See ya. See ya.